You know, the Times Square crush on the subway, it was intense, and I was stuck in a tunnel and then another tunnel, but, but I'm here. <laughs> hey, it's the 10-Minute Writer's Workshop from NHPR. I'm Virginia Prescott. In this episode, Megan Abbott, who's been called David Lynch for teenagers. Her 2014 novel, The Fever, landed on Best Books of the Year list from the School Library Journal to NPR. I caught up with her on a bustling Manhattan New Year's Eve and asked her for 10 minutes. This is Megan Abbott, and this is the 10-Minute Writer's Workshop. Well, Megan, thank you so much for your effort in making your way here today. And we'll just begin. Which for you is harder to write, the first sentence or the last? Oh, definitely the first sentence. The the first sentence, often uh, that's the thing that stalls me for, for days, weeks on end, uh, uh, because it's so much the pressure of, of really believing that this is the book, this is the story I should be telling. The last sentence tends to write itself. Uh, it kind of spills out there at the end, and it's almost, it's almost always the one, the right one right off, which it rarely is in the first sentence. Do you have any famous or well-known or favorite first sentence? in your mind? Oh, I, I think I really love uh, The Great Gatsby, you know, in my younger and more vulnerable years is, is, a, is a favorite. Um, there's so many great uh, scary book ones. There's several Shirley Jackson ones that, that always ring in my head. The first line is so important. I know particularly literary agents who sometimes stop reading if the first line isn't good. Oh. So, no, yeah, so no pressure there for all of us. <laughs> Well, actually, that that leads me to how many times were you rejected before getting published? Not that many times, though. I've been rejected a lot since. <laughs> my, my first time out, I was lucky to get an agent uh, pretty quickly, um, and I sent a query out to maybe half a dozen agents, and uh, I just got lucky. Um, and I, I think I assumed that it would just go that way there ever after. My whole experience in publishing, everything would be yes, 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 uh, but, but it was not that way. Um, it's a long-distance marathon. <laughs> Are there any personal habits that you'd encourage other writers to take up or or maybe to avoid in order to be more productive? I would say to avoid, though I don't always avoid it, would be uh, not to be too precious with a novel, um, with every sentence other than that first one, uh, because you, it really becomes the excuse not to write anything. Um, and I know writers who've polished the same 40 pages of the beginning of a novel for years. Um, and, and ones I think I would adopt is that to read everything you can get your hands on that's somewhat in the world of the book you want to write. I think that's so important. Um, and sometimes you might have to stop at a certain point and and uh, put that down. But I think reading everything you can get your hands on is, is foremost. What is your personal worst distraction that keeps you from getting work done? Oh, God, social media. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> it gives and it takes away. You know, I, I, you know writing is a lonely profession, um, and you spend so much time alone. There's something kind of wonderful about things like Twitter uh, because there's all these other you know, lonely writers out there and regular people that are not crazy. Um, and so it becomes this delight. Um, and it can be very invigorating, but goodness knows it's it's the time suck of all time. <laughs> You're pretty robust with your um, Twitter handle anyway. I am. I really enjoy it far too much. Um, I feel like I've developed these virtual friendships with a lot of other people. It is a great way to talk to readers, and I love following some of my favorite writers on there. Um, to get a little bit of their personalities is, is kind of delightful. 
Well, so when you get off your social media and you get back to it, do you edit as you go or do you generally wait to the end to edit and, and why? I edit as I go. I don't know any other way. It's not necessarily purposeful, but I always go back several pages before I start again each day. And so I end up editing throughout because of that. I have to go back to sort of go forward. Um, and that, so that becomes a big, a big thing. I don't do a heavy edit until after the book is done, but I do a lot of paragraph sentence editing as I go. How much research do you do before you start or do you do that as you go along? Uh, both, but a lot before I start. Uh, almost all my books have some basis in reality or a real life event, or uh, so I. I tend to be inspired by research by reading something in the newspaper and then sort of following the tendrils outward. Um, and I like to write in worlds that I, I'm not familiar with. Um, so that's sort of part of the pleasure for me. What's the best environment for writing for you? Oh, it, almost always. I have two places I write, and I can't write any other place, which is my office at home and this writer's space I, I go to in, in Manhattan, um, which is completely silent and uh, in this old creaky building with mice. <laughs> so those are, they're both a really a, a dank kind of quiet places, and I, I do better there. What do you think is the most common mistake that new writers make? I think sometimes they're trying to write what they think will be successful, what, you know, I want to write the next Gone Girl, when, you know, whatever is the big book out now, The Girl on the Train, you know, I need to do that rather than following your passion, which, I mean, it sounds like a cliche, but most cliches are cliches because they're true, and that's one of them. If you don't, you'll, it'll read like a book that was written to become a bestseller, and no one really likes to read those. Are there books that you would recommend that people do read as tools to learn about writing? I don't read many of them, but when I've taught writing, I've used many of them because I know some writers find them really useful. I think the um, Stephen King book on writing is great. Um, I love to read writers' journals. Uh, sometimes I'll read Sylvia Plath journals or other writers that were sort of compulsive diarists because then you kind of get in their head, and I, I find that maybe more helpful than a, than a how-to book. What's the best piece of advice you ever received about writing? Boy, uh, don't censor yourself and don't judge yourself and don't judge your characters, which is, I guess, three pieces of advice, but I see them, see them all together. Um, especially the third one, don't judge your characters, which I think is easy to do, um, especially because your readers will. <laughs> I know I judge characters, but I think uh, you have to go into the book uh, loving them all, even the, even the darker ones, or they won't, they won't feel real to the reader. You have to be interested in all their dark corners. Well, Megan Abbott, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Oh, it was so much fun. Such a pleasure. Megan Abbott, author of Dare Me, The Fever, and Out in July, You Will Know Me. The 10-Minute Writers Workshop is a production of NHPR. This episode was produced by Sarah Plourd. To hear more authors, subscribe on iTunes. And if you love us, please write a review so others can find us and distract themselves like all great writers do. 